the Ark of the Covenant. If you recall, they put the law, the truth, the truth in the Ark. But if you recall, after that, God also had them build what was called the mercy seat. Yes. On yes. top of the, the law. I'm Susan Goss, and as a seasoned therapist of more than 15 years, I'm honored to have had the opportunity to gain so much wisdom from so many people and love passing that knowledge on to others. So join me and some of my favorite friends as we share some tangible truths with you. Welcome back to Tangible Truth Podcast, and I've already brought back Brad Franklin. And we're so glad to have you again, Brad. Good to be here, Susan. Uh, because we just had to go ahead and wrap up with episode three because we left them with a carrot there. Uh, so we were going to talk about some of our adult children, maybe some adolescent connection there with parents and adolescent adult children about launching, all the things we talked about there at the very end. And we just had to get back to it. So I'm going to review just a little bit from episodes one and two about some very practical tips that we gave the listeners about healthy connections. Listen, listeners, if you've not listened to episode one and two, please go back. It'll really help you with our segue into episode three. We've talked about, to clarify, is to really lead yourself into a healthy connection, right, Brad? To clarify, not to assume the worst, because a lot of times that's the tendency. We think we know what somebody's thinking, like we're a mind reader or something. And, And let's don't be mind readers. Let's stop and go, hey, is this what you're thinking? I The story in my head is that you are blank, 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 blank. And you're either going to be get back a, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, or no, that's not at all what I'm thinking. But you won't know unless you stop and clarify. That's right. That's, that's right. so important, right? That's right. You, you, can, you can hurt your connection if you just assume things and you keep assuming things. You'll get further and further from the truth. That's exactly right. And we want to live in truth. That's right. Uh, Scripture says the truth sets us free. We want to live in freedom. We want to live in truth. Number two, forgiveness is a big one. Uh, And we talked about that. You mentioned the the word humility. Humility invites grace. And that is such a great statement. And humility inviting grace. And my piece of forgiveness was you mentioned Steve and I having a healthy marriage. We've been married so long, and we really have been married a long time. And what I've learned through that is to be in a posture of grace is what I was saying. When you're in a posture of grace and you bring up the word humility is so vitally important, then when you're in that posture, it's so so much easier to forgive Absolutely. when you're already in that posture Absolutely. of grace. With a, that humility, inviting grace is so important. And we said a lot about that in the podcast. Number three, validation. When you value somebody, when you are heard and understood, I hear you, Brad. I hear you, Susan. I value what you say. Doesn't mean what? Doesn't mean you agree. Doesn't mean. Doesn't mean you even understand. That's right. But, but I'm validating you as a person. Absolutely. That is paramount in a healthy connection, a healthy relationship. And the last one we talked about, which is leading us into this one, is a connection always requires vulnerability. Um, 
And it doesn't mean we're vulnerable with everyone and transparent with everyone because everyone around us is not a safe person. That is right. right? right. But if you're safe, we want to be vulnerable with each other. That leads to a very deep connection. And we do that a lot through empathy. We mentioned empathy as being a huge connector in healthy relationships. That's right. Did I... Summarize that pretty. That's beautiful. Yes, quickly. Those, the, the, the four we've given them so far. Yeah. Okay, so let's just jump right in. Okay. into what we told the listeners we were going to go into. Yes, you know, because when we started having this conversation for the month of February and talking about connections and relationship, obviously you're originally talking about and thinking about romantic relationships, mm-hmm. uh, couples, husbands, wives. But but really, there are a lot of other kind of relationships that require these four things, and and we'll blossom off of these. And and one we started to get into was the relationship we have between um, our children. Mm-hmm. And that changes over time, as you and I both know. Oh, yes. And, um, you know, the relationships you have with them, what they need from us at five is very different than what they need from us at 15. Very. And 25 and so forth and so on. Very. And, um, you know, so much of life and relationships, it's seasonal mm-hmm. and seasons change. And, and and we have to change with the season mm-hmm. if we want to be in step with the truth and we want things to go well. Mm-hmm. And so these are four things that they're going to be universal in terms of our relationship with our children. But how we pursue these and how we do these are going to change as our relationships with our kids change. Yes. And it's almost like our our roles as parents change. Most definitely. And so as our children mature, our roles in their lives change. That is right. Uh, and, you know, I, I say in this thing that I do called Circle Talk, I say my language is, God, what does motherhood, you would say, God, what does fatherhood look like to me as it relates to my oldest son is Chad. Chad. And then I would also say, what does motherhood look like for me as it relates to Jake? Because here's what I want the audience to hear. It's different. My role as motherhood looks different for Chad as it does to Jake. They're at different stages. They're different boys, different men now. Your role as fatherhood looks different for Right. For Sarah, all, all three. Yeah. All three. Girl, you've got three right, girls. Right. And that, there's a lot of wisdom in what you just said, because mm-hmm. not every person is the same. And even though there are children, mm-hmm. um, they're very different. Very. And and I, I've learned over the years, part of effective parenting is to recognize mm-hmm. it's not a cookie cutter deal. No, it is definitely not yes. a cookie cutter deal. And I've learned that also yeah. throughout the years. Yeah. So talk about where yours are and as far as are they married? Uh, I think we mentioned that in the last podcast, for, but for those that haven't heard, uh, are they married? Are, I know they've launched, yeah. but tell me, tell us where they yeah, are. Yeah, and, and uh, I'd like to take this and, and maybe talk about a practical way of applying some of the things we just talked about. So yes. we have, uh, of the three girls, so Sarah is married to Colin mm-hmm. and um, they live in Fayetteville. And uh, Sarah actually works for us here at the clinic. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that's a whole uh, interesting story in itself. Does a fabulous job. Yes. I'm going to say. Fabulous job. Um, then there's Mary Claire. Mm-hmm. And Mary Claire got married this summer to Carter. 
Okay. And they live here in Rogers and work for his family business. And then Natalie, the youngest, um, is down at the U of A and doing her sophomore year. And so she she lives at the house part of the time. So she's kind of in and out. So so we're we're in that 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 phase. And you know, once again, one of the things that um, you have to recognize is if if you're successful as a parent, this phase here of launching them they're, they're going to want and need to leave me. It, yes. it can't stay the same. And, right. you know, we, we don't, we, we, we know that in our heads when we first bring these folks into the world, but you don't realize the implications of that until you get there. Mm-hmm. And you can probably talk to this just as mm-hmm. well. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of sorrow mm-hmm. and grief and letting go. There's a lot of joy when they launch beautifully mm-hmm. and they take the things that we've given them and they do great things with them. But it's 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 a mixture, right, of right. of, of joy mm-hmm. and grief, mm-hmm. and um, we, we we feel that, and yet sometimes we struggle with that because one of the things that has to change there when they do launch is they will break away from us for a period of time. There has to be a break to then reestablish a new, different relationship. Correct. And I go from being the master of the house, so to speak. To now my relationship is I'm a consultant. Mm-hmm. I'm not their boss, mm-hmm. but I am a consultant. I want to be available. I want to be supportive. Mm-hmm. But just because I think something is important and, and they need to know it doesn't mean it's my job to give it to them anymore. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to wait for them to come to us on a lot of things, it's, right? And It's hard. And <laughs> it is hard. It's not, it, it's not easy. It really isn't because they're adults now. Yeah. And we want them, the whole, the whole idea is to raise independent young men and women, right? Absolutely. So God designed us to need him, but uh, we are to raise our children to also need God and then to make decisions right. uh, on their own. That's right. Uh, and it's important for us to be, you know, have those, <laughs> our arms, you know, hold all things loosely, right? So that they can have opportunities to fail, learn from that, and not be totally dependent on us, or they will not ever learn right. any lesson right. at all because we're going to make all those decisions for them. Right. They won't learn how to think. They won't learn how to do anything. Right. And so it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to let go. Yes. Because once again, the thing that you knew to do prior to the age of 18, which was make those decisions for them. Now that's suddenly not the right. No, it's not. And yet there's still that part of your heart, right? That I want to protect them from pain or consequences or have to learn a lesson that I could just hand to them if they'd let me. Right. Right. Um, and 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 it is hard. You know, and I, I think you probably heard some of these stories, too, uh, just coming out of this pandemic, how many people they get at odds with their adult kids over things like being vaccinated, masking. Mm-hmm. And there's just been a lot of um, tension in families over things mm-hmm. like this. Political, Political issues, issues. Have separated family right. members in, in, in our offices. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's been amazing to see that and in, in, in trying to understand all of that and but I'm going to suggest that a lot of it goes back to these four things we've been talking about. 100%. Because regardless of what the issue is of the day, mm-hmm. um, we know these four principles work. Mm-hmm. And just like on some of these issues to, once again, seek clarity, 
to not always assume, mm-hmm. well, I know what you're trying to communicate and I don't like or agree with that, or I know what you're trying to do, or you don't necessarily. Mm-hmm. Th- these are complex issues. And, and, and just like things that, that came out of this pandemic, people had a lot of complicated responses to it. Yes. And we don't always understand even our own adult children. We don't always understand why are you responding that way? Why are you feeling that way? And, mm-hmm. and once again, that, that, that parent from another day wants to come out and just tell them, well, just stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just do it my way. Yeah. That's not appropriate anymore. That's not going to work. And work. what I found myself saying mm-hmm. a lot in session, because you're exactly right, the listeners would probably gasp at how much this came up in yeah. session yeah. with uh, how this was splitting families yeah. apart, these issues of the day. And I would find myself saying in my in my sessions, okay, really what we're talking about, and it needs to boil down to relationship over being right. You mm. can be right, and mm. you may be right, but you may lose relationship by being right. So what's most important here, the relationship or being right? And that's what, and ooh, that changes everything, isn't it? And so, and we all have to say that to ourselves, you know, and that is, that's very scriptural. It relationship over being right. Mm -hmm. And I desire relationship. Uh, do you desire a relationship? That's what it would boil down to. Oh, I desire a relationship. Now, if you dig your heel in about an issue like, by George, I'm right. And if they don't agree with me, I don't want any part of, of them. That is your choice. But you are saying, I sever a relationship with someone that I love. Right. You know, that is a, that, that is Wow, that even hurts for me to even say it to you here on the right. podcast. Right. And that is the opposite of what you and I were talking about on episodes one and two about humility. The opposite of humility is pride. Right. When you draw a line in the sand and say, if you don't do it my way, you can leave. Right. You know, then then that is pride. And that that can happen. Right. That is your choice. Right. But it shuts down that vulnerability piece we're talking about. It shuts down vulnerability. These are, again, as you said, so important. These four, this is why these four, and there are more. We just narrowed it down to what we talk about all the time. That's right. And vulnerability, humility, forgiveness, clarifying, all of these things. And some things, yes, there's a hill some people are willing to die on. Right. And I get that. Right. But you can't die on every hill. That's right. You right. cannot die on every hill. And back to your point, I'm sure there are people out there thinking, now, wait a minute. That's right. You're saying relationships are more important than truth. That's not what you're saying. No, I'm not saying right. truth. Right. I'm not saying truth. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. Absolutely. <laughs> just trying to be helpful. We're, we're, we're modeling, aren't we? <laughs> we're modeling. Yeah, I'm not saying truth. Right. But, you know, and, and I'm. I'm going to go theological on this just a minute. Yeah. And we do know God and his wisdom, he can handle both of those at the same time. Right. As human beings, that is a huge challenge. You know, we know relationship is important to God. Very important. We know Mm -hmm. truth is important to God. You know, so which one is which? And um, 
if you recall, one of the ways we understand God's mind on this is the Ark of the Covenant. If you recall, they put the law, the truth, the truth in the Ark. But if you recall, after that, when once they put the tablets in there, God also had them build what was called the mercy seat. Yes. On yes. top of the, the law. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that illustrates that, yes, truth is absolutely fundamentally important to who God is mm-hmm. and his character, but also that provision for relationship. Mm-hmm. And once again, that, that that's a very complex thing mm-hmm. that as human beings, it is hard for us to carry both of those. Mm-hmm. And yet we're trying, mm-hmm. right? Especially yes. with these adult kids and, yes. and decisions yes. they make. And yes. yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. And so that makes that conversation really, you take a look at your, like we've been talking about, your heart. Right. What's the motive? And it all boils down to the motive. When I bring that up about is it relationship over being right, Mm -hmm. it's the motive, right? That's right. It's the motive. And another thing I'd throw out there that kind of goes with that, sometimes my intention is very different than what the impact is. And and sometimes I just, I want to justify, well, the impact should be this because my intention is this. Mm -hmm. And you and I both know that's not right. What always plays out. No, it doesn't always play out that way. I've had an experience recently and and uh, with my middle daughter, and she's probably going to kill me for <laughs> putting this out. But my kids have been used to being examples for years. Yeah, um, same, same. Yeah, and uh, but uh, like I said, my middle daughter got married this past year, mm-hmm. and um, before they got married, she and her fiance they decided to buy a house. Okay, and I was totally, totally against that for any number of reasons. And, uh, but they really wanted to do that and they had their reasons. And, um, you know, I, I kind of overstepped some things and, and made it very clear. I don't agree with your decision. And I kept kind of beating that drum and it began to put a wedge between she and I. Mm-hmm. And back to your point, this was less about truth and more about, I thought I was right. Mm-hmm. And you need to hear this because I'm right. Oh, that's a good example. You know, yeah. and so... That began to drive more and mm-hmm. more of a wedge. And mm-hmm. I felt it, um, but but in my own pride was not addressing it. And so my wife said, Brad, you need to address this. Mm-hmm. You need to humble yourself. Good Beth. And address good, good old Beth. Good, uh, she keeps me out of the ditch. Yeah. And so I did. And, and, and so uh, my daughter and I went to a restaurant, actually, and sat down and, and talked through this thing. And, uh, you know, the great thing is because we have laid a good foundation in our relationship, um, even though um, I had been so direct and so hard on this issue when I told her, hey, I need to back up. And and I think I've been wrong in not listening to you some. Would you tell me where you're at on this? And she did. She she opened that thing up. And, um, you know, that conversation really was less about should they buy a house or should they not and more about. Dad, this is what this felt like to me when you kept pushing this. And, and okay. we were talking more about the relationship, which was appropriate. Right? Okay. It really yes. went about the house. Yeah, that's right. And about about how they choose to do their money, because that's their deal. Mm-hmm. It was more about I was I was violating some principles of good connection and relationship mm-hmm. by I'm right. And I'm going to keep telling this because I'm right. and I don't care how it makes you feel. Mm hmm. That is a perfect example on all four of these, right, actually, right. 
But especially that validation, but she didn't feel valued at all, right, did she? Right, right. She just wasn't feeling. And I was, I was not seeking to understand. Uh-huh. I was just seeking the listening piece, absolutely. all of it. Absolutely. You know, what a great example. Yeah. And I've done it so many times. I've especially done it with my my first my first one. Yeah. Chad, you know, you learn on your firstborn. <laughs> yes, you do. You know, for, poor Chad. <laughs> He's our oldest. Hey, oh, I learned so many things, and he got the, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> He's the one I learned stuff on. Absolutely. Uh, so I've done the same thing. I have gone to the elementary school and the junior high and the high school so many times on Chad, pulled him out of uh, class to say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> out of class. I'm so sorry. That's fine, Mom. Fine. That's fine. But I needed to come and say, I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. And that also, those two words are like salve on a wound. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Admitting that right. also is very healing for connection. You know, admitting you're wrong. Right. Just like you invited her to a meal to find out what's going on. Yeah. Just asking what's really going on. Yeah. That's huge. Right. Because sometimes we don't, we kind of know what's going on, but we don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. And, um, and yeah, but, but once again, to lean in and to clarify, as we've talked about, such a loving thing, such a productive thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now she knows yeah. that she is loved. She knew it before, but now she knows in even a different way mm-hmm. that I was willing to clarify that, humble myself, validate that, be mm-hmm. vulnerable. And then she was vulnerable. Yeah. Totally. When we're vulnerable, they are vulnerable back. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then when we're not, they're tight lip. Yep. Yep. (laughs) They're not gonna they're not gonna talk to us. So that is absolutely wonderful. We're getting the wrap up sign. I hate that. I hate that. Uh, because I want to talk some more. I had another (laughs) example and all that kind of stuff. But uh, what rich stuff. I hope that it has helped someone out in the audience uh, with a healthy connection and a new way to think things through with their children, with their connection, with, well, not just children, with any connection. Right. Being right over relationship, if Mm. you're trying to dig your feet in the sand, uh, you know, try not to do that. Right. And and think about the relationship first. Right. And can I go back and say, I actually think Mary Claire and Carter were right and buying that house now. Oh, really? That's what time is that? So, Mary Claire, I got that message if you're out there listening. (laughs) Way to go, Mary Claire. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you for listening in. And, Brad, thank you. Absolutely. These these three episodes have been a lot of fun with you, and they've been very informative. So, thank you. And thanks for listening in. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.